Hey everybody, Stephen Molyneux, hope you're doing well. Happy Valentine's Day, February the 14th, 2019. Going to jump straight in to what is going on in American politics at the moment. You really need to keep track of this one. So the Senate, Thursday afternoon, this very afternoon, approved a border security package to try to avert another government shutdown. As you remember, there was one December, January. And the White House is saying that President Trump will lean towards signing it, but he's going to declare a national emergency in order to get the funding that he needs for the wall that he promised, of course, during the campaign on the U.S.-Mexico border. So the timing is this. Until 11.59 p.m. on Friday, lawmakers can get the agreement through both houses of Congress and signed by Trump. Now, if they don't, Several cabinet-level departments are going to shut down, and again, hundreds of thousands of federal, let's use the term despite the fact that it probably doesn't match workers, are furloughed, and this could be the second partial government shutdown this year, and it's only mid-February. So, Senate leader Mitch McConnell said, yep, it's fine for Trump to declare a national emergency to fund the border wall, and this is something that Trump has been hinting at for quite some time. The Democrats of Congress are shocked, outraged, and appalled that Trump might do this. Delaware Senator Chris Coons told Fox News, It's a terrible idea. We will all live to regret this one. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, quite a (laughs) steel-hearted grandma, the Democrat, of course, from California, told reporters the Democrats, quote, are reviewing our options. So let's put the pause on the panic button and just point out that national emergencies, uh, not wars or natural disasters, but other things that threaten the Republic. The first order was in 1979, national emergencies, and American presidents have declared 58 national emergencies since then. 31 of the 58 are still in effect. And so the country has been basically in various states of emergency for almost four decades. Is one more really going to be the end of the world? Well, it will be, of course, for the demographic the demographic replacement of existing voters that the Democrats want. Now, George W. Bush declared 13 national emergencies, and Barack Obama declared 12, and most of even Barack Obama's are still in effect. So the idea that this is some sort of dictatorial horror show is ridiculous because this didn't happen every single time Barack Obama declared a national emergency. So I think finally the actual text of the legislation has been delivered well over a thousand pages. And uh, as of yesterday, the House of Representatives still hadn't received the text of the legislation. Republican Maryland Representative Andy Harris told the Daily Caller, no one has seen the final wording of a long and complicated bill we'll be expected to vote on tomorrow evening. That's no way to run a legislature. Well, it kind of is if you want to sneak a bunch of crap in there that's going to be buried and and, uh, unreviewed before the time comes for the vote, right? Republican study chairman Mike Johnson also confirmed that, quote, as of lunch on Wednesday, members of the RSC and to our knowledge, even members of the conference committee had not seen the text. Uh, He went on to say, it has been reported that House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer has said, if the bill is dropped today, we will consider it tomorrow. This is reminiscent of the you must pass it to find out what is in it, Obamacare 
debacle. The bill is expected, he said, to be well over 1,000 pages, and we will potentially have less than 24 hours to digest it. This is absurd. Can you imagine? Imagine you get to university, you're taking an English degree or taking a literature degree, and somebody hands you a copy of the Brothers Karamazov or Atlas Shrugged and says, the test is tomorrow. <laughs> You'd be like, what are you insane? It's far less complicated than these kinds of bills. Now, the Homeland Security Funding Conference Committee said last week that they're getting close to a final border security deal that could be voted on before the February 15th funding deadline. But uh, the Democrats are demanding a lowering of the limit as to how many criminals immigration and customs enforcement should be allowed to detain. So that's not great. Now, of course, Trump initially said Mexico was going to pay for the war. And then he said it was $25 billion. Now, Mexico, of course, is not paying for the war. And he said $25 billion. And then it went down to $5.7 billion. And now this agreement is $1.375 billion for 55 miles of new bollard fencing along the U.S.-Mexico border. Now, I'm not sure exactly what bollard fencing is, but I'm pretty positive that it's not the giant Game of Thrones wall that was initially suggested. Fairly sure about that. In fact, in the bill, they use fencing, uh, they use barriers, they don't actually use the word wall. Seems kind of important. So, yeah, the White House says that Trump will sign this spending bill to avoid the shutdown, but he's going to declare a border emergency, uh, this, this sort of emergency decree. Now, the president's approval is required to avoid another government shutdown. He says he's not happy with the compromise, but will probably sign it. We'll see. And Pelosi didn't rule out legal action to block the move of him declaring a national emergency to build a wall. And uh, oh, here's the number, 1,159-page bill, dense legalese. And of course, you have to not just know what's in this bill, you have to know every piece of legislation or regulation that this bill affects or replaces or changes. So, I mean, it would, it would take at least a year of heavy study to even get a clue what was going on, and they have 24 hours or so. Now, Nancy Pelosi said that if Trump was going to declare a national emergency, then what's going to happen? She says, well, that would be an end run around the will of the people. <laughs> you got to admire someone like that. Now, you know what's really an end run, Nancy, around the will of the people is importing massive numbers of people who are going to vote for the left and um, saying that there's no such thing as voter fraud and so on. That's really an end run around the will of the people. But that's not how they're going to frame it for themselves. So Pelosi said, I know the Republicans have some unease about it, no matter what they say, because if the president can declare an emergency on something that he has created as an emergency, an illusion that he wants to convey, just think of what a president with different values can present to the American people. You want to talk about a national emergency? Let's talk about today, the one-year anniversary of another manifestation of the epidemic of gun violence in America. That's a national emergency. Why don't you declare that emergency, Mr. President? I wish you would. But a Democratic president can do that. A Democratic president can declare emergencies as well. So, I mean, that's a good old crinkle-faced mafia threat, which is uh, if you declare this emergency to build the wall, the next Democrat president is going to declare an emergency 
and impose gun control. Now, I, I'm no lawyer, but my understanding goes something like this. The access to guns is protected by the Second Amendment in the Constitution. Illegal aliens are not protected by any aspect of the Constitution. In fact, they're supposed to be thrown in jail or rejected from the country. So I don't think it's a real equivalency, and perhaps to the... Uh, but it's a great move. It's a great move. Oh, you can get your wall, but we're going to take your guns. Hmm. Hmm. Pelosi, so she blasted Trump for making this end run around Congress. End run around Congress. Isn't that terrible? She said the power of the purse, the power to declare war, and of course the responsibility to have oversight. That's really, really important. You know how America never ever goes to war unless Congress declares it. Wait, wasn't the last time 19... 41 or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's all a bunch of nonsense, but it's convincing nonsense to the uneducated. Now, Chuck Schumer, Charles Schumer, Senate Minority Leader of New York, blasted the move really harshly. He said declaring a national emergency would be a lawless act, a gross abuse of the power of the presidency, and a desperate attempt to distract from the fact that President Trump broke his core promise to have Mexico pay for the wall. I just think, I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh because it is end of the empire stuff, but uh, nonetheless, a gross abuse of the power of the presidency, uh, unlike, of course, Obama taking over one-seventh of the entire U.S. economy through Obamacare, which appears to be unconstitutional if I remember the last couple of rulings. So, yeah, that's it. A war, really not such a big deal, taking over a seventh of the American economy by legislative fiat. And lying about it, too. Oh, it's going to reduce premiums. Of course, it was never designed to reduce premiums. So he says, for the Chuck Schumer says, for the president to declare an emergency now would be an unprecedented subversion of Congress's constitutional prerogative. Unlike forcing people to buy things they don't want to uh, under Obamacare. That's totally fine. He said President Trump couldn't convince Mexico. He couldn't convince the American people. He couldn't convince their elected representatives to pay for his ineffective and expensive wall. So now he's trying an end run around Congress in a desperate attempt to put taxpayers on the hook for it. Now, interestingly enough, Charles Schumer has not, to my knowledge, criticized Israel for putting up a wall. America, I believe, funded a wall in Jordan. The EU has funded walls in other places. So, you know, Charles Schumer, I guess, cares quite a bit about Israel. But he's not got around to saying to Israel, well, walls don't work, so why are you building all these walls? Well, we all know the walls do work. Of course, of course they work. It's ridiculous. What do you think keeps your roof up? White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said, President Trump will sign the government funding bill, and as he has stated before, he will also take another exec- take other executive action, including a national emergency, to ensure we stop the national security and humanitarian crisis at the border. The president is once again delivering on his promise to build the wall, protect the border, and secure our great country. Well, of course, it is a humanitarian and security crisis at the border. It's completely porous. Uh, People are pouring in to the country. 17 plus percent of California's budget is being drained by illegal aliens. I mean, it is complete catastrophe. 80% of the women are raped uh, along the border crossing. Uh, It is a complete catastrophe and the greatest single threat to American security. So, you know, there's trillions of dollars to go and violate national borders in the Middle East, just not any particular money to secure America. So it shows you the priorities, right? So the great tragedy is that some months back, a bipartisan Senate bill offered $1.6 billion for border security, and Trump wanted 200-plus miles, and now 
he's getting less than $1.4 billion. So it's actually less than what he was, uh, what he spurned lens, uh, months before. So that's not really out of the deal magic, right? I mean, the, the 4D chess is beginning to look a little, a little too 4D and not enough actual 3D. So yeah, it's rough. I mean, there was this horrible 35 day government shutdown, partial federal shutdown. And, uh, it was, um, it was wretched. And he did, right? January 25th, he, he backed down. He folded. Public opinion turns against him and the congressional Republicans. He didn't get a penny of the $5.7 billion that he wanted for the war. And all that happened was a bunch of federal, quote, workers missed uh, paychecks. And uh, Nancy Pelosi came out looking like a, a champ. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's even worse. So there's legislation and explanatory materials. I bet you they don't explain much. So you put it all together, it's 1,768 pages. But, you know, maybe the margins are very small, maybe the font is very big, but it's it's a lot. <clears throat> so instead of Mexico paying for the wall or the barriers or the, I don't know what they're doing, like leaning up some tiddly wings, maybe it's just a row of dominoes at this point, I don't know. But instead of Mexico paying for the wall, the uh, money seems to be coming from funding for immigration and customs enforcement. So that's not what was promised. <laughs> we'll give you 55 miles of barriers and take the budget from ICE would not have been a very winning campaign slogan. So they say, well, there's improved surveillance equipment, more customs agents, and humanitarian aid for detained immigrants. Uh, and the bill, here's the thing too, is that the bill also provides $330 billion to pay for dozens of federal programs for the rest of the year. And what that means, of course, is that the only way to keep the border in public view and so on was to have these shutdowns, to have these crises. And now that the government has funded basically till the end of the year, well, at least one-fourth of the federal agency budgets uh, are funded, then there's not going to be this slowdown, this stop-down, and this crisis which brings the border and security and everything, and illegal alien swarming uh, to, to the forefront. So, basically it, right? So, under the committee's proposals, uh, the Democrats and the Republicans have agreed to give enough money for ICE to house 40,520 detainees by the end of the fiscal year, September 30th, I think. Now, the administration requested that ICE have enough money to, 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 um, to house 52,000 people, and currently it's 49,057. So they wanted a very small increase from the existing 49,057, which they can fund right now, and instead it's going down 17.4%. Huh, almost the same number as the percentage of California's budget consumed by illegal aliens. So, yeah, ICE is going to get down, uh, come down considerably. Um, I, I don't know what to say. It's a 20% drop from what they wanted. That's terrible. So in, in return for cutting funds to ICE, what does Trump get? You get 55 miles of non-concrete fencing in the Rio Grande Valley in eastern Texas. So I'll get some of this from Daniel Horowitz, who should really check. Yep. 
So it's, uh, I mean, genuinely, it's a, it's a complete caving and catastrophe. Now, the deal was not negotiated by Trump, right? I mean, there's a committee that's been negotiating this deal, and the Republicans had Senators Shelby, Capito, Blunt, and Hoven negotiating on their behalf. And the last three of those have always been fairly staunch supporters of amnesty. Hoven was the lead sponsor of the 2013 Gang of Eight amnesty bill, the final Senate version. So the Democrats want amnesty. These Republicans seem to be pro-amnesty, or at least significantly pro-amnesty. And so what happens? What What's the disagreement? The Democrats want the votes and the welfare dependency, and a lot of the Republicans want cheap voters. In fact, there's also an increase in H-1B visas uh, here, which is a catastrophe for the American worker. Boy, you know, I remember when I was younger, I guess at this point I could say young, when I was younger, oh, you got to be a computer programmer, man. That's learn to code. That is the path to riches. But then, of course, they just swarm in everyone from the third world and uh, you get displaced. Oh, also, you know, there's going to be a lot of boomers retiring in the world of academia, so you should really pursue a PhD. And then what happens, of course, is uh, you are a white male, so diversity hires pass you over, and you don't you don't get there, right? So, so I, I mean, again, I'm I'm no lawyer. I don't really understand the executive order, right? The national emergency stuff. Why do you need to have a deal tied to it? You could have done that anytime. Well, the big question, of course, is uh, why not get the wall over the first two years? Well, Paul Ryan, I don't think, wanted the wall. And did they actually have the 60 votes? I don't know. But if you're going to do this national emergency thing, you could have done that at any particular time. So, I mean, there's lots of other things. This is a good Daniel Horowitz has some suggestions. Trump should announce through the proper use of the Administrative Procedure Act that he intends to terminate DACA within 90 days. He should designate the Mexican cartels as terror groups and use the DOD assets that his designation frees up to start threatening them. Everybody wants all these problems to go away, and they always hope that there's not going to be some horrible confrontation. And at this point, that's really the best that can be hoped for. Now, there's another aspect of this that is particularly problematic, which is that if MS-13 gang members arrive in the U.S. as unaccompanied alien children, well, that's a problem because this bill that's currently being offered provides a de facto amnesty road for the uh, illegal alien household members of these MS-13 gang members who arrive in the U.S. as unaccompanied alien children. And that is a huge, huge issue. So I'll just read this out. This is from Breitbart. As part of a bipartisan compromise spending package, lawmakers included provisions that prevent federal immigration officials from deporting anyone who has close contact with unaccompanied alien children who are readily resettled throughout the U.S. with so-called sponsors after being trafficked across the southern border. These sponsors are oftentimes illegal alien relatives, in many cases parents of these unaccompanied alien children or UACs. Federal officials have repeatedly noted how the UAC program has been widely used by the MS-13 gang to import more gang members into the country. Section 224A says that ICE may not remove any sponsor or potential sponsor or member of a household of a UAC. 
That's de facto sanctuary for anyone near a UAC. It's ridiculous. 30 to 40% of MS-13 arrests have been unaccompanied alien children. The bill is tantamount to an illegal immigration stimulus, de facto amnesty to any sponsor, family member, or potential sponsor of an unaccompanied minor. Uh, it's, it's terrible, terrible stuff. So, it does not look like the wall is going to happen. And the only thing I can imagine is either it's, you know, treacherous 30 pieces of socialist silver from the Republican side, or they have certain knowledge that assets are in place or significant knowledge that assets are in place that will foment some sort of civil revolt or disobedient, perhaps even revolution, should the war commence. In which case, well, they've just given up and, and they've said, well, the Democrats have, have too much power. So there's not going to be a wall or at the very best, there's going to be some terrible, rotten wall ish thing right like some flimsy barriers and something and then people will just bypass and then they'll say ah we told you the wall was ineffective and then it'll be tough to resurrect the idea it's really it's really quite brilliant now the reality is of course that the democrats do have what they want i really hate inheriting these problems that started long before i was born you know 1965 immigration act that switched immigration from white europeans to third worlders who regularly and genuinely and feverishly vote for socialism. And the Democrats have what they want. Everything's in place. They've done the long walk through the institutions. They've taken over the media. They've taken over academia. They have defended their Antifa shock troops uh, to be used to silence anyone. They have infiltrated social media companies. They have, I mean, they've just done what they've needed to do. And this is, this is what happens when you you know, the great evil that we have to fight is not open immorality. It's not open evil. You can see that. You can fight it. It camouflages or cloaks itself in sentimentality. Don't you care about the poor? Don't you care about the single moms? Don't you care about the children? Don't you care about right? Now, of course, the left doesn't care about any of these things. They regularly ignore or bypass or cover up the 100 million plus dead killed under communism in the 20th century. So, I mean, they don't care about life, but they know other people do care about life. So they wave these, these pictures of, of children looking sad and, and you know, that, that woman crying on the Time magazine cover up at Trump. And the only way to fight sentimentality is with principles, is with ethics, is with universal morality, the welfare state. Yes, it gives money to some poor people and those poor people are happy, but it is a violation of thou shalt not steal. It's a violation of property rights. And so this is life without morality. It's just power. You say, ah, oh, well, you know, the Democrats, if they get what they want, they're going to destroy the country. Well, yes. And, and people who are rational see that and, and oppose it and wish to stop it. But they're addicted to power, right? They, they hate Christians. They seem to hate whites these days. And they love power. So they'll just say whatever just to, to get power. What, what, what words do I need to say? What syllables are going to pick the locks of your heart? and open you up to remote control. In uh, a movie I just watched, watched last night called uh, a, a Beautiful Boy, the father, when facing his drug addict, manipulative, horrible son across a diner table, correctly identifies that his son is using emotional terrorism. Emotional terrorism, that's what addicts do. You build a wall, we're going to take your guns. You want to set that press? Like it's, they just 
lust for power, lust for control. And yeah, it's going to destroy. But, you know, addicts destroy things. Addicts break everything. They break people's hearts. Uh, they steal. They lie. They manipulate. They cheat. Uh, and they, you know, they know how to play on people's sentimentality. That's what enables addicts. And uh, it's only when the father, ah, you know, watch the movie. I won't, uh, I won't say that. So, yeah, this is life without morality. This is life without ethics. This is life without the Ten Commandments. This is what it is. It's a Nietzschean will of manipulation, control, brutality, sentimentality. There's no standards. It's just power. It's just resource acquisition, no matter what, or by, a, by any means necessary. It's what the left continually says. Now, the Democrats are no longer representing Americans. They're certainly not representing the 90-10 split historically between whites and blacks in America. I mean, they're guaranteed the black vote, and Candace Owens is trying to deal with this with hashtag Blexit, B-L-E-X-I-T, which is worth really worth checking out. She's doing amazing work on that. But they're not representing the blacks because illegal aliens, particularly Hispanics, of course, as most of them are from the border, are constantly pushing out blacks from their own communities. There's lots of uh, violence between black gangs and Hispanic gangs. And this illegal immigration is continually driving down the wages of the blacks because they're often competing for the same issues. You know, when uh, Eisenhower, I think it was more than 100,000 sort of scooped up and and deported in the 1950s uh, illegal aliens, uh, the wages went up for the poorest workers. So they're not the party of whites and blacks. They're not the party of the republic. They are the party of foreign lawbreakers, right? They're they're the party of foreigners who are generally uh, criminals because they come into the country illegally. So, oh, they're in search of a dream. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, everyone's in search of a dream. Everyone, I'm, I'm in search of a dream called waking up from this nightmare these days. Everyone's in search of a, oh, well, you see, I don't want to, someone could say, well, I didn't want to pay my tax bill. You see, because I have a dream to open a restaurant. <laughs> so I, uh, someone could say, oh, I'm going to rob a bank because I have a dream of starting a daycare and I need my seed money. <laughs> you can have a dream. How about you don't break the law? To pursue your dream. They don't care, right? So the Democrats, uh, it's like an occupying party. They, they represent foreign lawbreakers. And because that, that's their avenue of path to power. And this is the thing, too. Like, uh, I mean, I'm sure you're feeling this way, too. Like, I put a lot of energy into elections recently. I put a lot of energy into Brexit. What's happening? I mean, you, so, I mean, Trump's done some good stuff. Don't get me wrong. I mean, a lot of um, conservative judges been put into power, which is countering the activist judges of the left. There have been some tax cuts, which I'm sort of half and half about, because if you stimulate the economy without having a border and you have a welfare state, you just, it's like more honey uh, spread around the, uh, the anthill, right? Just draw more ants, right? I mean, it's, it's having a supercharged economy when you have a porous border and a welfare state is kind of a recipe for disaster. So I'm half and half about all of that. But it's it, it's kind of exhausting. It's like that line from the wall. After all, it's not easy beating your heart against some mad bugger's wall. I mean, you're just trying to remote control the government with rhetoric and tweets and articles and speeches. Trying to control the uncontrollable gets kind of exhausting. The government, it seems, is just going to do what it wants, not going to do what the people want. 
I mean, the vast majority of people in the United States and the West as a whole for decades have wanted less immigration to no immigration. And what do you get? More and more and more and more and more and more and more. I mean, it literally is like the, the, the cows in a farmer's livestock field petitioning the farmer. All the farmer hears is... So, yeah, I'm not feeling particularly positive this Valentine's Day. It's not looking good, my friends. My sense, my instinct, we're not going to make it. Not going to make it this time. Not this cycle of history. We have this incredible opportunity of social media, of this form of communication, And if it hadn't been for computers, the system would have crashed decades ago. But I really don't think we're going to make it. I feel the urge to thank everyone who fought with me on this. But I fear, and we'll find out in the next day or two, but at the moment I fear that All that's left is to document the decline. Well, thank you so much for enjoying this latest free domain show on philosophy. And I'm going to be frank and ask you for your help, your support, your encouragement, and your resources. Please like, subscribe, and share, and all of that good stuff to get philosophy out into the world and also equally importantly go to freedomain.com forward slash donate to help out the show to give me the resources that I need to bring more and better philosophy to an increasingly desperate world. So thank you so much for your support my friends freedomain.com forward slash donate.